Welcome everyone, my name is Harris and welcome to Getting Into Good Trouble, where we talk about the struggles to teach you the trouble. Jump into any political conversation right now and I guarantee this question will pop up. What do you think about gas prices? Gas may be an issue on the minds of Americans because of the hiking prices, but what if gas was utterly unattainable? What if citizens tried taking matters into their own hands and your country's petrol deposits were being seized by its own people? Well, my friend, welcome to Haiti. Once one of the wealthiest colonies in the Americas, Haiti has plummeted to the poorest territory in their region. Foreign debt, natural disasters, and rampant instability has ended Haiti's days of prosperity and ushered in riots, gang violence, and scarcity of resources. This fall from grace was very turbulent, but raises the question, how did this happen? Since its inception, Haiti has been beholden to France. Tired of existing under France's shadow, Haiti declared its independence in 1791. However, this plea wasn't recognized by their parent country. This was a massive injustice, but no government dared to mess with France. With no country offering to help, Haitians conducted a 13-year revolution for their independence. France would only allow their autonomy by being paid unimaginable amounts of money. By paying for their freedom, Haiti dug itself into a deep hole of foreign debt and sanctions. Haiti has a history of instability. Throughout its past, the people have protested the government's economic management and essentially everything else about their country. In 2016, you may remember, gas prices around the world spiked. This may have been a minor annoyance for other countries, but this increase significantly impacted Haiti. With the increase in gas prices, the people of Haiti were outraged. However, the straw that broke the camel's back was in 2018, when Venezuela ceased all fuel shipments to Haiti. With the increase of oil prices, the cost of life spiked and the protests truly began. Like any body of individuals campaigning for change, they took to the streets. Citizens were rioting, setting fire to buildings, and generally being pretty mischievous. The protests got so bad to the point where the police deployed tear gas, which is frowned upon by many international organizations. These protests fostered distrust between the gangs of Haiti and the government. However, the Haitian government was not a squeakly clean savior image that usually sits atop a power complex. The government itself was highly corrupt, so much in fact that they began to pay the gangs protection money so that they wouldn't target businesses, officials, and leaders. This continued for years, with mobs demanding this protection money from businesses. Is paying gangs protection money financing terrorism? I wouldn't necessarily say it's funding terrorism, but it's certainly not the right thing that you should be doing. If you submit to these gangs and give them the money, it is this admission that they are more powerful than you and that you are submitting. It's not something you want your government to do. If they're saying, yes, these, gov- these gangs are more powerful than us, we're going to just let them have what they want, that's admitting you're not going to do anything about it, which gives them more power to do what they want. I agree with Caleb to a degree. I don't believe that paying these gangs money is financing terrorism, but these gangs are essentially the ringleaders of the violent protests, burning tires, burning buildings, and convincing the police to deploy tear gas is pretty extreme, maybe even a form of domestic terrorism. I believe it is financing terrorism. The only way these gangs get money is protection money. And even though it is sad and it is admitting you're lesser than them, it it is what it is. You are financing them. Not supporting gang violence doesn't mean it will go away. Okay, switching gears, in March 2020, we all know our favorite pathogenic microorganism, COVID-19, ripped the country's scarce jobs out of its grasp. This made clean food and water impossible to attain, not to mention fuel, housing, and power prices skyrocketing. With this, Haiti became more divided than ever. The people started to defer from the government. 
It was not exactly like they liked the gangs, but they were satisfied with how the gang was taking on the government. Meanwhile, the government is trying to hold their country down and disassemble the gangs. Allow me to introduce Ariel Henry, an accomplished neuroscientist looking to expand his career into the field of politics. In 2021, Henry was serving as prime minister under Jovenel Moise, the late president of Haiti. Henry was next in line to become president, and being the patient neurosurgeon he is, Henry patiently waited his turn to become president. Now he's the president. The case for the assassination of Jovenel Moise is still open. However, lots of signs are pointing to our esteemed neurosurgeon, Ariel Henry. Now with Henry and his gang leader friends sitting atop the most powerful stage in Haiti, chaos ensued. Henry's first major decision as president was cutting fuel subsidies, which doubled gasoline prices throughout the territory. Protests erupted among the general population, and this time, much more violent. Gangs began to seize numerous key facilities, including the largest gas depot in the country. If you were a Haitian citizen, would you support gang violence at the cost of powering your home? Not supporting gang violence doesn't mean it will go away. Personally, I would be against the gang violence. Violence is violence, and it's just not great for everyone. It's not a win-win situation at all. Not supporting gang violence doesn't mean it will go away. So if I lived in Haiti, I would choose to power my home. We brought in a few students who listened to our podcast and then asked them a few questions afterwards. Our first student is Greer Weston. Greer, what do you think about Haiti? After what I've heard, it seems like it's a very violent country with a lot of problems. I feel horrible for the people suffering and I empathize with their struggles. I cannot imagine living in poverty, having no clean water or food. It would be a pretty horrible situation and I just can't imagine. It would be awful. What else would you like to know about the Haiti crisis? Has there been any progress with the crisis? The Haitian government has called for foreign aid from the U.S. and Mexico, but the people are heavily detesting this, becoming increasingly more violent. We brought in another student, Bo Reinking. Hi. After listening to the podcast, what do you think about the current situation of Haiti? After listening to our podcast, what do you think about the current situation of Haiti? I think it's really crazy how a lot of these protests and a lot of these episodes that we've made have been around economic issues. Like, you can just look at all sorts of... Um, me, for example, I did the Venezuela economic collapse due to oil. But in this instance, you can see how... The politics is so much crazier because the whole idea of assassinating a leader just because I wouldn't I wouldn't say just because, but as a result of uh, economic calamity, it takes it to the next level. And I feel like that's more taking advantage of the people than actually helping the people, even if the leader isn't the best. Just causing more chaos is not going to be the solution. Thank you, Bo. And what a coincidence, the Venezuela oil crisis is actually what set off all these Haiti protests in the first place. Everything is connected, Harris. True. Would you like to know more about the crisis? Uh, For sure, I'd love to know some more. I think it's actually crazy how little I knew before listening to this. It just shows, like, how isolated people can be. Um, So, I would say, anything I can do to learn more about this would be great. What information do I need to know? Haiti is in shambles. Gas is $30 per gallon, and the cost of living is like that of a fashion major in New York, and gangs have totally overtaken the country. The severity of the situation has prompted the island to request foreign aid from the U.S. and Mexico, which infuriated the population. This suggestion elevated the already intense rallies, with the islanders angrily opposing any outside assistance, especially from North America. 
This crisis has persisted since 2018 with no real end in sight. Haiti's recovery will require massive shifts to the entire country, starting with the government making peace with its people. If they continue to make changes, the disconnect between the two will only continue to expand. Haiti has a long and turbulent path ahead, but it will eventually recover. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening. listening. Buy the merch.